Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Papers Breaking News. Before we get into the news today, I just wanted to say thank you for the overwhelming love and support from my Richard Sisters Part 1. First of all, an apology for how long it took. Things just kept happening. You know how life is. Um, And then thank you because I released it yesterday. The Instagram post is like, you know, as far as my Bravo Papers Instagram posts go, it is blowing up. Um, usually I get like 50 likes and a couple comments, but I yesterday I was like, oh my God, it already has like 400 likes and like so many comments. So that's amazing. People are obviously interested in that topic. You know, I almost wish that you know, I wish I could do more of the deep dive episodes. Like, I wish they didn't take as much time and work. You know, I wish that they were like the Bravo Weekly News episodes, which do take some work, but not, and as in, you know, not the intense amount that the deep dives do. Especially because, like, I'm at that point in podcasting where, you know, I'm not really making any money well, I'm, I'm not, let's just say it, but <laughs> I mean, I have made a little bit on my, uh, my Bravo and Botox account. Like I had like one, I've had like one or two ad placements. Um, it was nothing to write home about or anything, but it's a start, right? Um, but really from as far as my podcast goes, you know, I haven't really made any money off of it. So it's one of those things that you do the work for it. And it's so much work and so many hours of your life uh, and you're not seeing, you know, a paycheck, right? So it's one of those things that's like you do the work now and you know that this is the kind of thing that, you know, getting some sort of compensation from it would come down the line, like in a year or two years, like you're laying the groundwork, right? So it's like anyone who's an entrepreneur or builds their own business or, you know, you have to start somewhere, right? And, you know, so when I look at that, I have to remind myself, like, the the payment is that more people listened. Um, I had people say, oh, you know, I you got me. Like, I'm going to listen from now on, like, because I saw this episode and I'm really interested and now I'm into the podcast. So, you know, it drags new people in. Drags is maybe not the best word because it sounds kind of negative, but it draws new people in, I should say. Um, So, you know, it is that kind of, I don't know, non-monetary payment that later could turn into something better. So sometimes I have to remind myself of that because it is so much work, you know, and I do have another, like I have a full-time job 
And for those of you who are new, you know, I have a daughter and a husband and all that kind of stuff and a home to take care of and all that jazz. So, you know, I do my best with the deep dives. I know people want more of them and want them more often, but it literally is just not humanly possible without me having a mental breakdown and, you know, just quitting everything because I, you know, am sometimes so on the edge of being overwhelmed or me like completely stopping my Twitter roundups or something would have to give you know, and I can't give when it comes to like my family and my real job. Um, so, you know, that's the thing that has to give, even though I know everyone likes it. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm still going to do them. I'm going to release the Richard Sisters part two and probably three, maybe four even, <laughs> um, which I kind of like because I can just stay on that one topic for a little while. But in terms of how long it takes me, I have to just take as long as it takes me. Okay, it would never be something ridiculous like six months. Um, I'm going to try to get the second one out, you know, end of, at some point in October. That's the goal for the second one. If, you know, and if I can sooner, I will sooner. But sometime in October is what I'm hoping for. Um, but hopefully by the end, that's the goal. And yeah, so, you know, I'm sorry to leave you hanging on that but it's just what it is for now. <laughs> Hopefully one day I will be in the place where I can dedicate, you know, more of my time to this and less of my time to my other job. Um, you know, my long-term goal is to kind of be able to maybe go part-time with my real-life job so that I can do this more because this is something I enjoy much more. Um, I mean, I enjoy my real job, actually. I actually do really like it. Um, but not it's not, you know, to the same level. And I've also been doing it a long time. And, and this, like, podcasting and content creation, like, it's more of, like, a challenge. And I think, you know, sometimes you get to that point in your life where you need a new challenge, where you're, like, learning new things. Like, I, like, learned all this software and editing technology. And I've, like, learned kind of some of the the ropes and the ways of podcasting and and it's you know it has that like excitement to it that I think I was missing a little bit all right so on that note well not on that note but on another note um just a reminder please rate review and subscribe so especially all you newbies welcome please rate review subscribe it helps the podcast so much um you know if you're listening you can share it share it on your Instagram story, take a screenshot. You can tag me Bravo and Botox or the Bravo papers. I'll share it to my story, um, stories. Please tell someone, anyone, just one person. That's all I'm asking. Just tell one person because that's how it spreads. And like I told you, I need some type of payment and you telling people and rating and reviewing and commenting and sharing like all of that is payment and that's the kind of payment I'm looking for I don't need you you know to send me money right now or anything like that just the support um through comments likes that kind of stuff it means the world and it is a type of payment because it helps me grow the podcast um so also, make sure you follow at the Bravo Papers because along with like my Richard's deep dive episodes, I've got 
um, you know, a bunch of pictures that I collected on Google. Not that other people can't find them or anything, but it's just easy for you because they're all in one place. So for the first episodes, I put a bunch, bunch of pictures of um, Big Kathy when the girls were younger. Uh, maybe a couple when they were a little older, just so you could kind of see. And then pictures of Ken Richards, who's um, Kyle and Kim's father, biological father, and who was a father to Kathy Hilton, you know, most of her childhood, actually. Although he never actually uh, legally adopted her, because if you listen to the podcast episode, you'll know um, Big Kathy would not allow it. But if you want more on that, listen to the Richard sisters episode. Okay, so let's get into the news. It is Monday, September 25th, and Shannon got a DUI. So, okay, you're probably like, I heard this, I know everything about this already. This is not that exciting, because obviously this, you know, I record my news episodes on Sundays, and then they come out on Monday. So last weekend I recorded on Sunday, and then Monday Shannon gets the damn DUI. So, I wasn't able to include it in last Sunday's news episodes, uh, nor did I have time to do like an emergency episode, which I've done before, you know, when something crazy's happen. Um, but there are a lot of updates and there are a lot of, there's a lot of information kind of floating around, some of it correct, incorrect. So what I did was I just gathered every update, every piece of information, and it's all here in one place in a somewhat chronological order for you, okay? So first of all, I always miss big announcements. I swear to God, I have the worst luck. Like I found out, okay, so I went to work on Monday and I'm like, I did my Bravo News episode, I'm good. I'm gonna fully plug into work on Monday. And I was plugged in the whole day. <laughs> and it was also one of those days where I had like a later meeting. So then, you know, I didn't get home till like later than I usually do. And I open up my, inst like I sat on the couch, I opened my Instagram, I'm like, it was just like when the whole Bryn thing happened. It was honest, it was exactly like that. It was like, I literally didn't check my phone all day. And then I was like, what the hell is happening? I mean, I was like, oh my God. It reminded me too of like when Scandaval happened. I was like driving home, it popped up on my phone when I was at a red light. And then I had to drive the rest of the way home just like in suspense because I wanted to read every detail. I think I pulled over into a parking lot like of the grocery store before I got to my house so that I could just read everything that there was to know at that point um, before I got home and my husband and my daughter started demanding attention that I was not ready to give them that day because that day was all about Scandaval. Well, that day and the, fo <laughs> the following three months. But anyways, um, so Shannon was arrested for a DUI hit and run, in case you are a Bravo fan who lives under a rock. Um, just quickly, I'll just go over the facts that everyone knows. She drove her house into a car in Newport Beach Saturday night. So that's last weekend. Not, well, not last, it's Monday now. Okay. Not this weekend that just passed, but the one before. She quote unquote clipped the house, which is weird word choice. Listen, she drove into the house. She smashed into the house. I don't know why she's getting this sort of, I don't know, generous word choice that makes her sound less guilty. That's what it seems like to me. Um, you know, rich people privilege, I guess. So the homeowners did say, yes, 
they, you know, they were asked, do you want to press charges? They said yes. Shannon has since said, you know, she's going to pay for all the damages, which of course you are. Like you, I think you're going to have to, <laughs> whether you volunteer or not. Um, anyways, so obviously, though, her not trying to fight that is a good move. You know, she'd be crazy to try and fight that. Um, but anyway, so after she smashed into the house, she turned back, parked the car in the middle of the road, got out and basically like pretended she was taking Archie for a walk, which is hilarious, but also just so Shannon. Um, so Archie was also in the car. Apparently she was driving back to a restaurant because she forgot her phone and she was coming from John's house. So it is confirmed they're back together. Basically, she was at a restaurant, went to John's house, got to John's house, realized she forgot her phone, and then had to go back to the restaurant, and she was clearly intoxicated. Um, and according to TMZ, she was seen tipsy at a bar with her friend Steve Muller, and she was heard to be complaining about former cast member Alexis Bellino, <laughs> which is so random, um, who, by the way, I would love it if Alexis was back on RHOC. I She drove me absolutely crazy when she was on the show. I couldn't stand her. But, oh my God, she was such good entertainment. I would happily have her back. Um, I mean, to me, this is a bridge. This is a bridge to Alexis's storyline. You know, she was minding her business. Shannon saw her and she's, you know, and Shannon just starts talking shit for no reason. Um, but Alexis confirmed that she did see Shannon, but that they did not talk or interact at all. And then she made some statement of like, you know, oh, I'm sad to hear that Shannon like, you know, is has some problems with me or something like that. Anyways, who cares? But could be a good storyline. So police apparently followed leaking car fluid to arrest Shannon. And there was a clear trail right outside of her house. Her car was seized as evidence and her lawyer, Mike, so honestly, she left like the breadcrumbs, right? Uh, Michael Fell, her lawyer says, she is extremely apologetic and remorseful. We will be awaiting the official information on this case as it becomes available. And Shannon is prepared to accept full responsibilities for her actions. I mean, this is the only response to have. Like, this is the only way to go. There's nothing else she could say in this situation because no one is going to be sympathetic about drinking and driving, especially now you've got the dog in the car. So you got all the dog animal people who are like extra pissed, right? Like this is the only way to go. Um, Jeff Lewis, who we know is good friends with Shannon, said he's, you know, she's going to be entering counseling. He's happy about that. However, he doesn't think she's an alcoholic, but that she's going through personal struggles and leaning on alcohol. Now, to me, that's an alcoholic. So, you know, I did have some followers and listeners DM, DM me, people who've struggled with addiction, have had family members with addiction and said, if you are using it to escape and deal with struggles, that is considered alcoholism. Um, now, that's not to say that there can't be degrees of alcoholism 
or that there isn't some differentiation between like a drinking problem and full-blown alcoholism. I'm not going to say that there is or isn't because I'm not the expert, but I'm just telling you that I could see that being Shannon. Like I could see that Shannon could have an alcohol issue because I mean, we kind of have seen her using it to deal with her problems for years. This isn't like she's going through a lot of personal struggles right now. I don't remember a time that Shannon was ever not going through personal struggles. I I don't. Does anybody? Like her, this new season that's going to be coming up now after this DUI, like this is going to be like her like 10th rough season in a row. So yeah, I like, I don't, I don't know how, why Jeff is trying to make it out. Like, you know, she's going through personal struggles right now. This is an anomaly. Like this is actually standard practice. Like this whole, I don't, we were shocked just because you don't want this to happen to someone and it's scary and she could have hurt someone, all that stuff. But shocked, but not surprised, if that makes sense. Like if you had to say, hey, you know, list the top five housewives who would be most vulnerable towards, you know, maybe getting a DUI in the next five years, like Shannon would be at the top of my list. I'm just saying. Um, but I'm glad she's okay. And thank God no one was hurt, including Archie. And thank God no people were hurt. You know, it's, it could have been different. She's lucky, really. You know, in some ways she has shit luck and she's gone through a lot of hard stuff. She's such a tragic character, Shannon, which is, I think, why she's done so well on Housewives. She's one of those people who, like, everything she's been through has been really her personal shit. Like, not because of, um, you know, Bravo or the girls on the show ganging up or like really her personal stuff. She's had a rough go. I'm not taking that away from her. She definitely has had a rough go. And I think she's kind of there's some people who are sort of like perpetual victims and it's somewhat not their fault, but also somewhat their fault um, because, you know, Shannon seems to have bad luck with that and seems to have some sort of issue with, you know, maybe being with like controlling and abusive men. And then on the other side, she doesn't know how to handle a lot of tough things in life. And she spirals and kind of makes, maybe feels a little too sorry for herself sometimes. Like she's just a tragic character all around. Um, anyways, so somebody posted on TikTok, <laughs> about like after this happened someone posted the picture of it on tiktok and was like basically like shannon bedore just drove into my house okay so i have it here so hashtag shannon bedore hit my boyfriend's house and drove off this was around 11 56 p.m saturday night i called 911. neighbor security cams got the whole thing and they gave it to police Thank goodness no one was hurt. This was extremely reckless to drive in her condition. Hashtag R-H-O-C. And then someone replied and was like, say Bible, send pics. Like, whole, like, seriously? Um, which is just wild. And then somebody commented, did you talk to her at all? And the creator replied, the creator of the TikTok, no, she drove off. We didn't find out it was her until the next day when the neighbor told us and he heard her yelling slash arguing at John's house. Um, like, damn. 
And then the TikTok poster also said, this unfortunately is real. I called 911 and was inside the house. The police have the security camera footage from the house across the street. Jesus. So, okay. Pretty wild. Imagine that happening to you. You're just like minding your business on a Saturday night. And then, and I'm sure like if you live in Newport Beach area, <laughs> right? Like you probably know, you, at least even if you don't watch the show, you have a knowledge of who Shannon Bedore is just because, you know, it's like local celebrity kind of status, right? So Jeff Lewis also revealed that she is, you know, she did get injured. So it's kind of been confirmed, like she broke her arm. There were some photos released of her and her lawyer, and you can kind of see the cast. Um, there's also reports that her face was bruised and cut. She fears she'll need plastic surgery. One picture did show a bruise. Um, yeah, so not good. Not looking good at all. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. So Tamara went on her podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, and said basically she was on a conference call with the Tres Amigas on, I guess, Sunday morning or whatever, and Shannon did not mention this at all. So I don't blame her. Are you going to, who's going to mention this to Tamara Judge or Vicky? Mostly Tamara, though. Like, Tamara would have ran with this story so fast. And I mean, Tamara acted all upset. And I'm sure she cares about Shannon and, you know, didn't want her to be hurt and all that kind of stuff, of course. But at the same time, Tamara's probably like, oh, we got our storyline for next season and I don't even have to do that much work. Because um, she's working her ass off this season, that's for sure. Whether you agree with her or not. Much to our chagrin, we will not get to see Shannon's mugshot, uh, at least for now, because according, there's some government code that the police said in Newport that, you know, or I don't know if it's just Newport, maybe everywhere, but that it's an active case, which I have never heard of such a thing. Again, you know, rich people. So apparently she's planning on entering rehab and says that this is a wake-up call for her. She's been running from her problems, and uh, that's according to the Daily Mail, which, I mean, I don't need the Daily Mail to tell me that Shannon's been running from her problems for years. <laughs> so it is, though, kind of a funny story how TMZ got the footage of the crash. Okay, so I'm going to read you this. So, okay, I don't know who else to talk to about this because my friends don't get me. I was watching the Shannon Bedore DUI footage to try to figure out where in Newport she was. And to my shock, I realized the footage was from the security cameras on my grandpa's house. So I called him to get the 411. He said TMZ came and knocked on his door the next morning. And while this is the first time in his life he's ever sold anything to the media, he thinks he drove a hard bargain and everyone he's talked to agrees he got a good deal. So... So this is not the house that was hit. This is the house that had the footage, which, of course, TMZ is going to pay a pretty penny for. Um, yeah, and he sold it. Someone's grandpa, which is so funny. Um, fun fact as well, the date of the crash is what would have been Shannon's 23rd wedding anniversary with David Bedore. I swear to God, that man has just cursed Shannon's life in a way. Um <laughs> 
Last, okay, the latest update, which really, I don't know, I'm annoyed about, is that Shannon is now being being investigated for animal cruelty. Okay, so was it wrong for her to have her animal in the car and be driving drunk? Of course, no one's saying it wasn't. Could Archie have been hurt? Yes, of course he could have been hurt. You know, and animal control is apparently looking into it, but there are no laws for animals in DUI cases like there are for children. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough sell to say this is animal cruelty because it's not, she didn't do this to purposely hurt, torture, etc., an animal, right? She was drunk and her dog happened to be in the car. And you could say, well, yeah, that could, what if that was a kid, you know, they're vulnerable, they're innocent, whatever. Well, yeah, true. But there's a reason that, there's also a reason that you have to have kids in car seats and that that's against the law to not have children in car seats. You know, we don't put the same weight on children and animals. I'm sorry, that's just real. There's a reason that dogs can run around in the car and run from the front seat to the back, stick their heads out the window with their ears flapping in the wind. Like, we don't let children do that. It's not the same. It's just not. Um, And I think that in this case, like, this is not a case of, like, Shannon is an abusive animal owner, etc. This is just a shit situation where Shannon made a huge mistake that she shouldn't have done. But taking Archie away from her is just going to lead to trauma for Archie. Archie loves Shannon. That's his owner. He's been with his whole life. She's clearly like cares about that dog and is, I think, a good dog owner, except for this, obviously, this case where she she fucked up big time and, trust me, is going to be held accountable and no one's going to let her forget about it. And but I don't think taking Archie away is right. I think that is going to traumatize the dog. You know, the dog's going to be confused. The dog doesn't know that it was in a DUI. The dog doesn't know what a DUI is, right? The dog just knows that there was a a bump, a smash, and he was probably freaked out for a second, and then that's it, okay? So I think that Archie should be able to stay with Shannon. That's my opinion. You can disagree, but I think that him staying with her is what's best for the dog. And quite frankly, if you're worried about it happening again... I don't think Shannon's going to be driving for a long, long time. Let's just be honest. So I think he'll be all right. And plus, you know, if she's entering rehab and taking those steps, then, you know, we should give her the opportunity to show and prove to everyone, you know, that she is taking those steps towards improvement. Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News, Monday, September the 25th. Let's talk about Bethany and TJ Maxx gate. So, <laughs> so if you listen last weekend or last Monday to my Bravo weekly news episode, I talked all about the Bethany TJ Maxx gate thing. And then as soon as I was done recording, as seems to always happen, there was an update. And I just wanted to give you that update because Bethany basically responded to all the backlash she was getting. And okay, let me play the audio first. But she basically is like, you know, tries to explain it all away. And then she kind of got lucky. 
uh, that Shannon got into a DUI because that obviously took away everyone's attention off of her. But, you know, either way, here is Bethany responding to all the, you know, the hate, the people just being like, she's out of touch, all that kind of stuff. I'm in a lot of trouble and I think I'm being canceled. I did something very wrong. So I get sent a lot of makeup to try to test and makeup brands are very, very generous with how much they send. They'll send it in every shade because they want to make sure that you like the product and that you've gotten the right shade. So in some cases, I'll open a box and it rips the box a little bit and then I'll look at a shade to see if it's right for me and determine it's not right. Now we have a ripped box. So it's not new, it's not used, but I don't need it because I don't need three concealers and three shades. I need one concealer and one shade, if that. Same thing with seven pinky nude lip glosses. I don't want them to go to waste. I think they're beautiful. I do give them to my staff and my assistant and other people, and I always have bags in my car for random acts of kindness. If someone's nice to me, I just hand them something. So I certainly don't need all three of these. So I will open it up, put it on my hand, maybe put it on my lips, not from the applicator because I know that I'm going to give it away. And then what I do is I have a whole big bin or bag that I keep all the things that I'm not going to use, but that are perfectly good. And then I take Ziplocs and I separate them. So each kit will have like a foundation, a lip, a powder, etc. And I was at TJ Maxx and the women were complimenting some of the things. I bought. oh, that's so nice. I want to get that. I wish I could afford it. So I went back there with this big bag of probably like $1,000 in makeup. And they have a policy where they can't accept it. Luckily, Restoration Hardware doesn't have that policy. And I brought over the same bag that I got back from TJ to Restoration Hardware. But it's been all over the worldwide internet that I'm really cheap, which maybe I actually am because I don't waste anything. So that I'm really cheap and that, um, what is it called? White Savior complex so people like to use these really big woke words and terms like narrative and gaslighting just to act like they're really smart um so i may have white savior complex because i brought perfectly good unused but opened makeup to people that i don't think would be able to buy this level of makeup on their own so i guess i'm being canceled what shall we all do thoughts and prayers Okay, so Bethany thinks that the problem is... Okay, so first of all, she's fixating on the used makeup thing to start, right? And she spent most of the video talking about that. Yeah, that was an issue. Like, people are like, why are you giving out open used (laughs) makeup? Like, it just looks... It doesn't look great, right? Even if it is... Now, I get what she's saying in the sense of, like, you open something, swatch something on your hands you still have five other shades, whatever, that's fine. However, the problem is not even that. And the problem is not even giving someone the samples you get because you don't want them anymore. The problem is that she filmed it all. The problem is that she didn't ask the woman in the video if she wanted to be filmed while she was working. 
The other problem was that she made it really obvious that the only reason she was doing this and filming it is because she wants people to think she's a good person. Like, it just, it's very inauthentic. If she really wanted to just do these random acts of kindness to just really do them, she would just do them. And she would need to film it and basically, you know, kind of big herself up. Like, guys, look how great I am. I'm so great. I'm like the nicest rich person. And I'm just like you guys. Like, I know I have like, okay, so I have like millions and gajillions more dollars than you. And I own way more properties and I'm more important. And, you know, no one will like recognize you peasants. However, I'm really just like you guys, honestly. Um, <laughs> which is like kind of also the whole thing of like, I, I never waste anything. Like she's just, Bethany is obsessed with trying to be like the relatable average rich person. Like she really, it's like she got rich and it's almost like she likes the benefits of having all that money and that kind of status, but she wants all like the the regular folk to also worship her as like, you know, the, oh yeah, she understands us and she tries to help the little guy and she's the one, you know, she's not like those other rich people who are like so out of touch and blah, blah, blah. Like that's why she does this. That's why she started her Be Strong charity. I'm sorry. I know that's controversial. I'm like, it doesn't matter why she started it. I said it in the, in my Bethany episode. What matters is she helps people. She helps people. That's all that matters. Okay. She helps people who've been through terrible disasters and traumas and, you know, gives them what they need and money and whatever. So if it comes from a selfish place, who cares? It, this is one of those cases where the end justifies the means. However, we can't pretend the means doesn't exist. I really think she started all that because she wanted to be like the savior of the little guy. I think that's the same reason she did the whole union thing. She she doesn't give a shit about reality stars and their rights and things like that. She just wants she just saw that the writer strike was happening and everybody was like rah rah union and she wanted to also get some of that rah rah directed towards her. So she's like, I'm going to come in and be like the, I'm going to come in with my checkbook and be like the savior for these little poor union people. And she thought we were all going to just love it. And a lot of people did because she's a, she's a con artist and a salesperson and she does a good job selling it. But clearly nothing is going to happen with that union thing. Nothing. It's never, nothing's going to happen. She was never going to do anything. I said that from the start. You can go back to my Bethany episode that was when this all first started before, you know, a, a lot of people knew that from the jump. A lot of people didn't. Okay. But I said from the jump, she has no intention of really actually doing anything. It's all for PR. It's all for show. Same as this makeup thing. Same reason why she's like, this is my friend. Okay. What's your name? Oh, Consuela. Like she had no idea who this woman was. Give me a break. And why is she playing dumb? Like she doesn't know that the TJ Maxx cashiers compliment everybody's, um, sorry, sorry about the background noise. I was trying to find the, um, the little reply that Bethany had in her TikTok comments for you saved on my, on my Instagram. But, you know, 
she acts like she doesn't know that. She knows they compliment everyone. Like, she's not going back because she has a special relationship with this girl at TJ Maxx. She's going back because she just needs an excuse to film. The union thing wasn't working out. The Raquel thing didn't work out. She screwed it all up. So she's got to find something else. And now she's like, so now she starts with the sort of backtracking. And it's, it's not her fault. It's everyone else's fault for being too, quote unquote, woke. And people like to use these big words like narrative. Is that is that a big word? I don't think that's that. Okay. Anyways, um, and gaslit. Let's. It's two syllables, but whatever. Um, you know, to try to try and whatever you, these woke terms. Like so now it's it's not her fault. You know, she was just trying to do something nice. Okay, and it's just the problem of all these, you know, woke leftist internet trolls who they're the problem, not Bethany. Bethany is the good, you know, he's the good protector of all the people. And by the way, the person who called her the white savior, that was Carol Radswell, <laughs> which, so obviously she's like, I never heard of this term, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm not surprised because like, it's like Bethany is on the internet so much, yet she's not really tuned into it. It's very weird. Like this kind of stuff always happens to her. It's like she's on the internet, but she's also in her own bubble in a way. Like she's always putting out content when maybe she, she should be consuming more so that she can, you know, kind of learn some of the nuances of, you know, the way that the rich uh, <laughs> are perceived and spoken about online. Because if she knew that, she would never have posted this because she, you know, I could have foreseen this happening. I think a lot of people could have. Just saying. Um, so somebody replied to her on TikTok and said, why do you assume, because in her video as well, she says, you know, I was trying to give them this, this is like very expensive, very expensive makeup that they couldn't afford. And somebody asked, like, why do you assume she can't afford it? And she replied, because she's a cashier at TJ Maxx. Okay. So that's just Bethany showing her cards. Like she's just completely out of touch with reality that she assumes that you don't know what this woman's finance, maybe her husband has, or maybe her partner has a good job and maybe she can afford it. Maybe she's really good with money and the only thing she splurges on is nice makeup because she doesn't care about other stuff. Maybe she has inheritance. Maybe she, like, you just, you don't know. Plus, like, a lot of people who work part-time jobs shop at Sephora, or people who work in retail service jobs still shop at and can buy themselves some nice makeup. Because a lot of times makeup, it lasts a long time. You don't have to buy it very often. Okay. Or you can just afford it because we don't know what everyone's financial situation is. Like she's just out of her mind. But this is the problem is she needs to just stop and just realize that you're not one of us anymore. I know once upon a time you were when you first started and had no money, but you're not anymore and you're completely out of touch and just own it. Just be like delusional and just own it. Okay, like that's what we like in Housewives. Like just go for it, it's all good. <laughs> it's just like, it's so wild. Okay, <sighs> we gotta move on. All right, Bravo breaking news, Monday, September 25th. Let's talk about Lindsay and Carl. There's a couple little updates, nothing huge. 
Um, I'm going to give them and then I'm going to get to the main story for this week, which is what the hell is happening on New Jersey because a glass was thrown and we are going to get into that. Um, so Lindsay went on her bachelorette party anyways. You know, it just kind of turned into like a girl's trip. You know, however, she did wear like the kind of like white bridalish kind of jumpsuit and her caption was no common, which I thought was just like... I'm going through this shit time and I'm just going to try to have fun. So no comment. But then people told me that it might be a response to Madison on Watch What Happens Live, who I guess was asked about the breakup and said no comment. I don't know. Anyways, um, Danielle was there. So it seems like their friendship has been mended. They're posting a lot of like videos, singing, dancing, drinking, having fun. Um which I'm glad that they're friends again. Happy for them. I think that's great. One thing I will say is I think Lindsay should be careful. That might be a controversial opinion. Only because I think Danielle knows that she's not like the most exciting person on Summer House and she's been cut from Summer House more than once. Um, and I do think she's the type who will go wherever she needs to go to make sure she gets the next season contract. So I'm just saying, if I was Lindsay, I would just, you know, go slowly back into the friendship. Don't dive maybe full in and telling all your deepest, darkest secrets. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get to New Jersey. This is definitely um, a currently ongoing story that is, you know, just been happening this weekend. So, so apparently this weekend, this is according to All About the Real Housewives, um, Danielle Cabral and Jennifer Aiden got into some kind of altercation where by the end of it, a glass was smashed upside Jennifer's head and she was bleeding near or behind her ear. So, so the party was, Teresa had a tipsy in Tulum party, okay? And Dolores was there, Jen Fessler was there, Jen Aiden was there, Teresa, obviously, um, and Jackie was there as well, okay? So they got into this, so I guess Danielle must have been invited. So they got into this, and by the way, no appearances of Melissa Gorga or what's her name? What's the other one's name? I already forgot. Uh, the one, Jen, is it Jen as well? No. Okay. Anyways, we'll get back to it. Oh, Rachel. Rachel. I completely forgot her name. Um, okay. So Rachel was not there as well. So I'm just telling you. Oh, or Margaret. Oh, I love that. Okay. Sorry. I'm a big, I'm not a Margaret fan. For those of you who are new, I can't stand Margaret. She's one of my least favorite housewives, but that's a story for another day. Okay. So it seems like alliances are definitely changing, which I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy, too, because they released the BravoCon panels. And, you know, as usual, Jersey had to be split into two different panels because they cannot just get along. Um, but the panels are kind of like in the picture that I saw with the names. The panels are sort of based on the old alliances. But now I think they're going to have to shift them. Like, I think Jackie is going to have to go to the other side with Teresa and I think Jen Fessler as well. Like, it's just like, it's shifting. And I think Danielle 
will go to Melissa's side, actually. So it's kind of funny how that happens. You just never know. Um, so apparently, though, Jen, Aiden, and Danielle are under investigation, and they are paused from filming amid altercation, which... I mean, I get why they would both be paused if Bravo has to do an investigation. But at the same time, it does seem unfair if... I mean, the whole point of the show is that the women get into altercations. So you can't blame Jen for taking part in an argument. If one person goes too far and uses violence... That's not the, you can't say, oh, well, the other person was provoked. You can't because every single housewife show, every single episode is an altercation. There's yelling or getting mad or whatever often. Okay. Usually at least once an episode. So, you know, we can't like suspend everyone every time, you know, there's a drink thrown or whatever. I mean, if they're going to do this suspend thing, you got to suspend the person who did it. Um, now, again, I don't know the details. I don't know, you know, maybe Jen did do something. I don't know. From everything I'm hearing, I'm hearing no, that it was fully Danielle. And then there's like, you know, other kind of gossip. Like this is very like word on the street, though. Just heads up. Okay, so just a warning. This is not substantiated or confirmed by anyone. But I have seen comments of people being like, you know, this is why Danielle and her brother don't talk. Apparently, she did act out physically with, like, someone in the family, or she's nuts, and that's why him and his wife don't talk to her, and she does stuff like this, and and all this other stuff, and that this is, like, a known thing in New Jersey. So, I have seen that uh, floating around, so just a heads up. Um, Now, the other update that just kind of came this morning... Um, which I'm going to read to you. I saved it about this whole thing is, let me just find it. Sorry. Okay. So this is also from um, all about the Real Housewives account. So sources inside production tell us they were not anticipating for things to escalate, explaining Jennifer Aiden and Danielle uh, Cabral had a conversation prior to Teresa Judice party where they had some words with each other. Once Danielle arrived to the party, Danielle decided to continue the conversation. Jennifer ended up revealing something about Danielle that didn't make her look good and it set Danielle off, but no one was expecting for things to get physical. Another inside source told us Danielle immediately went in Jennifer's face screaming, I see you, while others tried to get her to back away. She would not step away from Jennifer Aiden's face, so Jennifer pushed her shoulder to back off. Okay, so maybe that's why they're both being investigated. That's when Danielle grabbed a drink and threw it upside Jennifer's face, resulting in blood. Which, I mean, like... Yeah, it's like, you gotta, like, that's really dangerous, like, with these glasses. Like, they can be used as weapons. Like, you can really hurt someone with broken glass. Um, People were screaming, she's bleeding, and Danielle did not care. She made it like she wanted it to keep going. Jennifer was even left bruised after the cup broke on her. Holy crap. Okay, I don't know why I no didn't notice that part the first time I read that. The cup broke on her. That's intense. Okay. So clearly this is, you know, this is a crazy thing. And so again, if you want to learn more about that, you know, All About the Real Housewives has um, a lot of the inside scoop on this. You can check out their Instagram 
And wow. So I guess next season's going to be kind of wild. I mean, listen, I don't need the violence. That's not something I look forward to on Housewives or even expect. And to me, it's getting a little too common on New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey has to be like the number one for... (laughs) It feels like it's like every season or every other season, there's something. Probably almost every season. Um, So it's a little much. They need to like rein that in. Now, the reason I think Bravo is like taking this so seriously and like suspending an investigation, it's because of Bethany. Like Bethany in, I like, I'm just going to say it. She ruined the party for everyone. Like, yeah, we want Bravo to, you know, be more diligent, especially when it comes to things like people, you know, making like a sex tape of someone without their consent. Of course, like we want those people gone and fired. But guess what? That person, Tom Sandoval, is still recording. But when it comes to stuff like this, like they should not condone it. And and I do think they should investigate. But I think it needs to be on a case by case basis. So I hope that's what they'll do, because I don't think that having a blanket rule like every housewife is fired as soon as anything even slightly physical occurs. Because example, let's just say they got, you know, Danielle was in her face and Jen gave her like a little push on the shoulder of like, don't like you're coming too close. I don't think that's a fireable offense. I think maybe she should get a warning and, you know, you get a certain like, you know, two warnings and then you're out or something like that. They need to have some sort of case by case basis. But, you know, if you're like brandishing like a weapon or something, (laughs) obviously that's different. Um, But again, like, it's hard. It's hard to say, like, some people will say, like, it needs to be any minor touch. You don't put your hands on someone or you're gone. Some people would say that, Um, which that would be, it's kind of a tough stance to take because there's been so many altercations and, you know, and we've moved on and like most a lot if not all of those people are still on the shows so if you're gonna do that you're gonna have to go back and get rid of all those people and we're gonna miss out on like a lot of our favorite housewives and bravo people are gonna be gone i'm just saying so yeah so in some ways it's like all this pr attention bethany has brought is good in a way because yeah like hopefully bravo will take the serious things more seriously but then in another way It's also going to delay things, pause filming. It's going to probably maybe, I don't know. It's going to maybe change some of the dynamics and stuff like that. So I guess we just have to kind of see how it plays out. Um, I am not condoning violence, by the way. I don't want anyone to think that. Nor am I saying that Bravo should not be investigating or looking into this stuff. They definitely should. Um, so one more like little New Jersey thing that's not as big of a deal as this, but in relation to the Tipsy and Tulum party. So, okay. A lot of people are talking about the fact that like Teresa posted pictures of her and the girls at the party and Jackie was in the pictures and she commented, and this has been making its rounds on socials. Jackie commented, great party, loved being invited with like the like wide eyes emoji and a heart emoji. So now I posted that on my story and a lot of people are like, are like, oh, Jackie's so thirsty, da, da, da. But actually, and I'm not like a big Jackie defender, but she did have a reason. So what happened earlier this week is that someone at Envy was taking a video on their phone of like, I think it was an employee maybe, of just basically like 
okay, now we're going to try on this outfit and we're going to try on that outfit, like that kind of thing. And in the background of the video, which got sent to all about the Real Housewives account, you can hear Melissa Gorga saying um, she wants to be invited to every single party in reference to Jackie. Okay. So Jackie's response to Jackie was invited to Teresa's party and was like, great party, loved being invited. So that was her like clap back at Melissa, which is interesting because now we have Jackie and Melissa not being friends, which is also not something that a lot of people might have expected. I did expect it. Let me explain why. Every time there is a housewife who is demoted or kicked off the show, fired, whatever, who's a friend of Melissa, she stops being friends with them. I know like Teresa haters slash Melissa lovers don't want to hear this reality, but it is real. It's the same reason that you know, uh, Kathy Wakili's husband called Joe and Melissa pigs and garbage or whatever he said. Kathy Wakili's son also said something about them on social media being assholes and stuff. It is known, and it's been talked about by other ex-cast members, that, like, Melissa's very strategic with her friendships. And I'm not saying she's, like, the only housewife that does this. Other housewives do this, too. Um, but she's very strategic. I think she sees them as alliances. And I do kind of get the impression that she, once like you're not on the show, she's kind of like, okay, I'm done. Like what use do I have for you now? Cause she, cause here's the thing. Melissa needs people to film with because especially when she's going through contentious times with Teresa, cause Teresa will refuse to film with her. So she needs She's trying to, she's grasping for something else, right? So she's going to just find whoever she can find. And spending time with Jackie, who's not really going to, who we've heard was maybe getting a lessened friend role, you know, friend of role or whatever, or who may not even be a friend of on the show next season at all, is not helpful to her. And it's not helping her, you know, push her storyline forward. So, <laughs> so now we can kind of see there is like a strategy here, okay? Now, Jackie, on the other hand, uh, Jackie is obviously thirsty. She wants camera time. She wants to be on the show. I'm not saying she doesn't. Listen, if you know, you know I, I'm not like some Jackie fan, trust me. That being said, I do think that Jackie thought that her and Melissa had a real friendship besides the show. I really think she thought that, as did many people, including Kathy Wakili, who was like, I thought, you know, we were like beyond the show that we were really going to be reuniting as family, but sorry. So anyways, it seems like Jackie has kind of made that realization. And I think that's why she's shifting alliances. I really do. And I could also see that maybe Melissa's now taking Danielle under her wing as the new Jackie or whatever you want to call her. Um, and we're just going to go from there. So, and I have heard through the grapevine that Melissa and Joe are struggling this season because Teresa like absolutely refuses to film with them. Like she'll go to events that they're at, but if they try to talk to her, do any, like she just will not. So she's like, I'm not giving them any camera time. I'm not letting them make me a storyline. That's what I've heard. And I mean, that makes sense because this party, they weren't invited um, and everyone else was basically. 
So it seems like that's the way that things are going. And I heard that like the only storyline that Melissa and Joe have is that he's going to be officiating like a wedding for someone in Melissa's family, like her cousin or something. And he's like calling himself Father Joe. And they're like trying to make it a thing. And I don't know, I'm like yawning already just talking about it. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Again, this is all word on the street. I don't know anything for a fact. I could be wrong. So we'll see. Okay, so that's everything I know in terms of Jersey um, and for Bravo News as well. So for Monday, September 25th, this is your Bravo Weekly News. And now you are in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.